The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So uh, as people are joining, I have an invitation. First, welcome, welcome. Chris Clifford, me, Tanya Weiser, and Uri Silberstein are teaching today. Um, So we're glad you're here. And just take a moment. I think it'd be helpful for us if you could just in using your chat feature, um, the little kind of circle with the little dip at it at the bottom of your screen. And could you write, you know, three to five words about why you're here today or what you're hoping will happen today? Just a few words mm-hmm. while we're letting people log on here. With the chat. Yeah, a little wonky. You want to read a few of them? Oh, um, I see them now. Okay, yes. All right. I'm here to gain some direction in my practice. Can't seem to send the whole group. Okay, but you did. All right. Looking to deepen our practice and our relationship. Um, so that's a, a partnership. Great. I hope uh, to get a deeper understanding of the Eightfold Path. Beautiful. And that's somebody from Brooklyn. Um, somebody from Las Vegas. Hoping to practice with the Eightfold Path. Beautiful. Practice, support, community. Yay. I'm here because I love the Eightfold Path, and I'm looking forward to learning more about it. Beautiful. And I know it will be helpful to study with the Sangha. Absolutely. I'm hoping to get started um, getting guidance on learning and practice. Beautiful. Um, Want to learn about the path. Nova Scotia, looking forward to practicing. Santa Cruz, yep, hoping to get oriented. Well, you'll get that for sure. Somebody was born in Hong Kong and lives in Wisconsin, and they're here to deepen their Buddhist practice. Beautiful. Guidance, freedom, D.C. Um, how to live with the path factors in everyday life. That's, us, uh, that's inspirational, Nancy, from Fresno. Thank you. Um, got somebody here from Monterey and Colombia. Costa Rica. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Nice. So I'm just scrolling here. More deepening. Um, great. Great. All right. So I think that at this point I should probably um, shift to, you know, a little more introductions. We've got hopefully most people have joined us by now. So, so Chris Clifford you want to say something right now? So you come into view and just say a word or two about yourself. Sure. I'm so happy to be here. This is the ninth go around I have with this program and it's just, it's my favorite thing. And I'm so happy to be here. I've really enjoyed reading all your applications the last few weeks. And now I'm just paging around putting faces with names and so inspired by the reasons that everybody's given for being here. And it just makes me happy for the world that so many people want to take this path and devote a whole year to working with it. So I look forward to our time together. Thank you. Great. And Uri, do you want to say a couple words about yourself? Sure. I'm Uri Silberstein and um, I have been involved as a mentor in the Eightfold Path and done a bunch of things with Chris and Tanya um, I live in a remote area um, in eastern Washington State near British Columbia, and so most of what I do is online. I do a lot of online Sangha-related stuff, so um, it fills me with joy to see so many people from all over the place. Um, 
and especially feel for people for whom in, in um, most of the time don't have a local sangha they can go to, but here all of us during the strange COVID era um, don't have a local sangha that we can go to in the same way. So it's just lovely to be able to co-create this community with all of you. And thanks to Tanya and Chris for inviting me to support this. Great. So Ori is going to start us off um, with a meditation shortly. I'll just mention that we have two other primary teachers who will be joining us at various points um, along the way. One is Bruni. Um, I'm blanking. Chris, can you say her last name for me? Davila. Davila. That's right. I was going to say Davila, and I'm like, that's not right. Davila. And Ying as well. And um, now I'm blanking on her last name, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, and then we'll also, Ori will be back. And then we have David Laurie, who will also be helping us teach this year. So we've got a nice team of people. Um, we're here to support you in the path. We're super excited you're here. And let's meditate. Thank you. So just finding a position that's comfortable enough um, for you to be alert, upright, and relaxed in whatever way that is showing itself in this moment. And just settling in and if you like, you can open up your ears to any sounds in your environment as a way of just coming here. And you might just notice that sounds are just there and they take almost no effort. For now, when the mind wanders, which is the nature of the mind, just come back. Sound. And you're welcome, if you wish, to have your eyes closed or open as you're comfortable. Whatever helps you to be with your own experience. And then shifting slightly for a moment and notice how little effort is needed to notice sound. There wasn't a lot of heavy lifting. It was just a gentle, let me put the attention here and then sound is heard. How effortlessly can you notice sound, but still notice it? And you're welcome to stay with sound as your primary object and come back to sound when the mind wanders if you wish. And you're also invited, if you wish, to see what it's like to bring the same very light attention, just 
moving the awareness and letting whatever's noticed be noticed to the experience of breathing. Body sensations related to breathing. Again, the mind will wander. It's what minds do. There's nothing wrong with the mind wandering. And there's nothing you can do when it wanders unseen. But whenever you notice it, that's a moment of being mindful. That moment, how gently and kindly can you simply notice, oh, the mind's wandered, and invite the attention back to whatever you choose as your primary home, for the meditation, sound, the breath, If it's helpful when you notice that the mind has wandered, you could very gently and kindly note what it wandered to in a very simple way. It will either be a, a thought, a feeling, or a body sensation, or some combination. Just label it, oh, I was noticing this, and then gently come back to the primary object.
in the same way that an infant may crawl away from where you'd like them to be, and you gently say, oh no, sweetie, over here, and you give them a little bit of a nudge or guide them. The mind wanders. It's just its nature. And perhaps you could just give it the same kind of a gentle nudge that you might give an infant or a toddler. Oh, sweetie, come over here. Just back to whatever is your object. See how lightly the effort can be when returning to the object. There's nothing specific that is supposed to be happening and there's nothing that needs to be happening. Whatever is there, just make space for that. It's just the nature of the mind and the heart in this moment. nothing to do, nothing to solve, nothing that needs to be figured out in this moment. Just noticing when the mind's wandered all on its own, and gently inviting it back here, this moment.
the mind likes to tell us that we need something to feel okay or we need to get rid of something to feel okay. And that happens when we meditate. It may be happening now. So if that's the case, just notice that. Oh, look, the mind wants this to go away, thinks that needs to happen, or the mind wants this to stay or come. And there's freedom in simply noticing, oh, this is what's happening in this moment. As much as you can, just letting it be. If the mind is moving slowly, notice that. If the mind is moving quickly, jumping from one thing to another, just notice that. Allowing it to be what it is and simply noticing.
Thank you, Ori. Thank you so much. Yeah. Welcome again to the, you know, orientation meeting for the Eightfold Path program. I'm going to do a little talk about um, what the path is, what it means to me, or the things that inspire me about it, and sort of give you an overview. And then we'll do some breakout groups, and then we'll do some more. Um, Chris will do a talk and give a lot of um, breakdown information about the details of how the, the path works, um, the program. And we'll have time for another breakout group and a question and answer session. So, but I've spent a lot of time um, kind of thinking about um, what, what, what do I want to say to you? Um, how can I inspire you? Um, what's important for you to know about engaging on this path? And, you know, I think probably the first thing I should say is just thank you. Thank you for being here. You know, it's, um, it's so heartening to have company on this path. Uh, so, you know, the Buddha in his search found another way, another path through life, a different path than what most people were living, a noble way, right? And the idea that there is another way through life is... Um, referenced in Zen as having a way-seeking mind, a mind that is seeking the way. And, you know, uh, right now with all of the racial injustice and protests happening, another voice came to mind for me around finding another way, and that was Dr. Martin Luther King. And he referenced in I Have a Dream speech, there is another way. You know, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. And Martin Luther King references a lot of mountains in this dream. And the path to me is about, there's this connection with walking a path, hiking a mountain, finding our way. And actually it's a path that is both inner and outer. And so Martin Luther King is speaking really about the manifestation in the world of walking a different path. And mountains have this, you know, deeply beautiful, I think, place in our culture, a metaphor for our sense of our human lives and our values and our, our making our way. So the Eightfold Path is considered a noble path, a noble way through this life. And it's not so much that the path itself is noble, but the people walking it are no, nobly walking it. Right? I don't personally, I haven't found a better way to be in life, both with myself and with others. And that's sort of what the path is here to teach us, how to be with ourselves, 
and how to be with others in a way that lead to increasing freedom. There's a sutta called the Nagara Sutta, the city. And in it, um, there's a teaching about um, how, you know, the, the, using, again, this simile of finding a path um, in the world as the same way that we find a path in ourselves and practice the path within ourselves. So the sutta goes, it's a story of a man, and he, he says, you know, just as if a man who was traveling, and we could say a woman or a person is traveling along a wilderness track, and they saw an ancient path, an ancient road traveled by people of former times, he might follow it, and following it, he would see an ancient city, um, you know, and, and things that were delightful, and parks, and groves, and, you know, he, he might take this discovery and go address the king and say, sorry, you should know about this path that exists. And, you know, ask that the the king bring resources to um, broaden people's capacity to access this path, this, this beautiful place. And in the same way, the Buddha found a path in his own practice that led to awakening that led toward increasing amounts of freedom in this world. And he compared the two. And just, just as if finding this you know, beautiful city, one can find this noble path in ourselves and how we engage in the world. And he says that in following this path, he came to the direct knowledge that liberated him to the sensation of suffering, essentially. The Eightfold Path uh, is traditionally known, it comes out of the, the Four Noble Truths. It's often referenced there. There's suffering. There's the cause of suffering. There's um, the end of suffering. And then there's the way to end all suffering. And that way is this Noble Eightfold Path. So in the program, there are eight steps on this path, eight practices, eight ways to live and engage with ourselves in the world. And each month we will take one of these, these factors and study it together. And there's something um, about the path that helps us find and orient to life in a way that gives us a perspective that can be a profound gift, you know, And sometimes what we see um, when we're engaging in this practice, you know, we see an insight, we have a perspective, we have a moment of freedom, we can engage in a non-defensive way, or, you know, we speak with right speech. But maybe we don't always. And, you know, I just want to encourage us that just like if you climb to the top of a mountain and you can see a view, Once you leave the mountain, you can't see the view, but you can remember it, right? It's a perspective that we've earned and gained. So there's a quote from um, an author, Etel Adnan, Adnan. There is an art to finding your way in the lower regions by the memory of what you have seen when you were higher up. When you can no longer see, you can at least still know. 
So this path, this Noble Eightfold Path, is a path of choice, of active engagement. And if you're here, you're on the path. You're a seeker, right? To me, this is a path of wholeness, of wellness. And it's really important for me and for all of us at IMC and all of us who are teaching this program to know that you, you, each and every single one of you, are welcome here. That you have a place here. That you have a place on the path if you want it. You know, you, you belong. Right? And you're welcome. And Gil once told me that you're a member of IMC if you wish to be. So this is an extension of the IMC community. And you are a member if you wish to be. And just, just like it's your choice to be a member, it is your choice to walk this path. Right? So how do we walk the path? Mindfulness is a super important support. And mindfulness itself is a form of respectful engagement. Right? With everything and everyone. What does it mean to be respectful? Well, the, the root of the word means to re-inspect, to re-look, to see what is truly in front of you, what is arising. It means to look upon someone or something with curiosity. It means that we learn to be open and equanimous in the face of all things. It means that when we react to someone or something, that we stop and look again, and we look at what triggered that reactivity so that we can hopefully, eventually be free of it. But first we need to listen to it, right? And bring wisdom and mindfulness, the reinspection. And respect means that when unwholesome thoughts, prejudiced thoughts, angry thoughts come up, we look again. We look and see, you know, if these are wholesome and helpful and leading us further on our path. So in the practice, in this path practice, you'll be encouraged to look inward and to notice your thoughts and words and to notice how they impact you and how they impact others. And to watch, you know, listen and touch in, you know, with wisdom and compassion. So the path is also called the path of peace, right? Because one of the main tenets of the Buddhist teachings is not to cause harm. It's also called the middle way, a way of living in the middle way. And before I mentioned also the noble path, it's also referenced as a gradual path, a path of gradual development. It's a way of orienting toward life moment by moment. And when we practice it, it can help guide us toward healthier living, right? When we're walking the path and we're practicing along the way, we'll be kind of going in depth to the different factors each month. And we'll be viewing through a path factor our experience to sort of get 
more into the depths of that particular path factor. But remember, they all come together. They all come together. So here's a little quote by René Damal. He says, keep your eyes fixed on the way to the top, but don't forget to look at your feet. The last step depends on the first. Don't think you have arrived just because you see the peak. Watch your feet. Be certain of your next step, but don't let this distract you from the highest goal. And I think I'll add to that that, you know, my experience is that it can be that it's almost step by step that I have to keep making the choice to stay on the path. You know, that sometimes, especially when there's a lot of pressure in life, it's very easy to stray off of the path. And so we find it. We come back and we find it. And we plant our feet step by step. So I mentioned the, the path of peace. I mentioned the noble path. And I mentioned the middle way. And so just a little bit more about the middle way. The Buddha started his life, according to the stories, as a very wealthy, potentially prince, um, someone who lived a charmed life and was catered to in every way and protected from anything difficult in life. And at some point, um, he was exposed to um, what they call the heavenly messengers that let, kind of informed him that there was more to life than just pleasure. He saw sickness, aging, death. And then he set out because he really wanted to learn more about all the parts of life and how to be with them. And initially, his practices were very much of a aesthetic nature and a lot of deprivation and pain and, and pushing away and the denial of joy, the denial kind of of a body even, trying not to eat or sustain himself um, and and then at one point he remembered being a child and he remembered being resting under a rose apple tree and he remembered a state of mind that was joyful and free and this recollection changed the Buddha's direction and he found something that was the middle way between overindulgence and denial, complete denial of pleasure. So this is what is meant by the middle way, finding this place of freedom, allowing joy to happen, allowing sorrow to happen, and to be with it, and to be clear. So it's a gradual path. It takes time. The more you practice, like anything, sort of the more natural or easy it will become. But you start wherever you are in every moment. It's just wherever you are, right? And knowing that in the engagement of it, you are engaging in a noble walking, right? And another way to think about this path is that it's the, we are going in a particular direction, we're orienting our lives toward a particular way of being in this world. If we had, you know, a map for this Noble Eightfold Path, we'd have a, 
an X on the map and it would tell us where we're going. It doesn't quite work like that in the path. It's not like we're actually, you know, traveling to a particular destination in the world that can be, you know, guided by GPS, but rather we learn to find an inner guidance, an inner feedback system that helps us notice when we've strayed from the path. Another important thing to say about the path is before all of the factors, there's the word right. And it means right as in proper or as useful, right as in the right tool or the right direction, as in what is helpful. So it's not about right and wrong, but about what will bring us, what it's like finding the next right step that is moving toward more and more freedom. So let's see. The path is broken into three primary sections. The first is about panya or wisdom. It's about orienting, right? So this is right view and right intention. The second part of the path is about Sila, which is ethical conduct or the way that we're relating and not causing harm in life. And that's right speech, right action, and right livelihood. And then the third part of the path is about samadhi or concentration. It has to do with development of the mind and the capacity of the mind to be focused. And that's uh, right effort right mindfulness, and right concentration. So as I mentioned, um, it's, I'm presenting this as, you know, as we do in a more of a one step one through eight or these processes that we go through, these three path factors. But they're all, they all come together. And as our practice grows, they all come together. And it's kind of maybe more of like an onion. The deeper we go, the more and more it comes together and the the layers unfold and it's a circular process. It's considered complete or whole, the path in itself. Let's see. I'm going to just take a second here to look at my notes and just see if there's anything else that's important to say. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I like this. I like what I wrote here, you know. Um, Experience is our teacher if we listen to it and pay attention to it. Our behavior is not unchangeable. At every moment, we have the opportunity to engage and to change direction, to pause, to collect ourselves, and to be mindful and choiceful about how we choose to relate. So I hope you'll give yourself the opportunity and space to make choices for yourself along the way. Yeah. So now I'm going to turn it over to Ori to set us up for doing some breakout groups. Thank you, Tanya.
Mm-hmm. So part of the um, the get-togethers um, are the opportunity to connect in smaller and more intimate groups, which uh, we, I say we, because Chris and Tanya and I have been in a lot of classes together that have had a lot of breakout rooms, um, have found to be quite supportive to to practice and to to engagement with uh, with topics, uh, Dharma topics, topics of looking inward. And so the way that we like to do the breakout are that um, one of us will assign them, they're random. And so Chris is working on that now. Um, for those of you new to breakouts, just the technical side, you'll get an invitation that says, click here to join breakout room number, whatever it is. All you have to do is click on that and you'll magically appear on a new Zoom screen with just the other people who are in that room. So you're in a separate room. It's quite, quite cool if you've never done it before. And the main point of the breakout session most of the time right, is just to give us an opportunity to reflect and to listen in a small group. Um, and th- there can be variations on the instructions on what to do in the breakout rooms. Um, but the, the most important thing to remember is no matter what they are, we're really just practicing speaking from our own experience and listening to each other. Right? And we want to um, really be mindful not to um, give advice. Um, you may know the best solution to what someone is presenting that you perceive to be a problem. And it actually takes away from their experience in some way for you to follow the generous inclination to want to tell them what to do because in a sense they need to discover their own way. And so it's respectful of each other's path to use the breakout rooms as an opportunity to just be present for each other. Most of the time, sometimes we'll instruct you to have conversations that are a little more um, common in in the way we do them. Um, And so um, when we get to the actual breakout room, I'll tell you what we'll do today. Um, But I was going to do a little guided reflection um, to help us kind of get into the breakout room mode. Before I do that, is there anything about breakout rooms specifically that either Tanya or Chris wants to add? Yeah, I just want to say that um, you do not, if you don't want to join your breakout group, you can just decline the invitation to the breakout group. And um, you'll end up in the main room and then we'll know and we can reassign people. So it might be if there's a group that ends up only two people. Chris might reassign you guys to different spaces. So just know that that could happen. And also it's fine to sign off and then sign back on. So some people are not that comfortable or don't have a private place to join into a breakout group. So um, let's see. Or do you have the time in front of you? Or I can look it up. We can let people know. Um, I'll look it up in a minute. When we would be coming back. Um, yeah, before we break out, we'll tell you how much time you have. Um, yeah, and we'll send send a message uh, as well. And I noticed on the chat, there's a few people, you know, they're um, expressing that because they're not in a private place, they may not join the breakout room. And it's it really is okay if you'd like to, if you absolutely can't turn a camera on and you can't quiet the background, but you still would like to participate, it's really okay. And if you feel more comfortable not, it's really okay. So the conditions don't have to be perfect for you to be in a breakout room and the other people there will get to practice with background noise when you're speaking. It's fine. So follow what you wish as opposed to what you think is the right thing to do from an etiquette standpoint. So we're going to do a very brief reflection to help us kind of get into a, 
a mode where we have something to share. And so um, whatever is supportive to you to reflect for a moment, if you want to do a meditation-esque posture, feel free, or just kind of come inward, be aware of your own body, your own heart. And just allow the question I ask to kind of drop in and just see what arises, right? There's no right answer. You won't need to share anything you don't want to share. It's mostly for you, just to reflect. And the question is, why are you here? Just see what arises. What's inspiring you to take up the Eightfold Path or to learn more about it at this time? And simply allow whatever comes up in response to come up. Perhaps there was an obvious answer. Perhaps there wasn't. Sometimes it can be helpful to, helpful to ask again. The first answer may be the deepest or it may be a little bit habitual or superficial. So if you asked again, changing the question slightly, why am I really here? Why at this time have I chosen to do this? And again, there might be a clear answer in words, or it may just be a feeling, or it might be an, I don't know, just, I don't know, something happened, and here I am. It may become clear over time. And one other way that is sometimes helpful to gain a little bit of self-understanding, if the answers don't seem to be ones that feel graspable, is to consider if you had a magic wand, that you could wave. And at the end of the Eightfold Path program, you would like this thing to be there in yourself, in your life, in your experience. That might lead to an answer as to why I'm here. Again, knowing that... Um, you only share what you're comfortable sharing and it's fine to be in a, in a breakout group and say, you know, I just want to share this or even just to just be and, and listen is okay. And in this particular one, right, the, the instruction for this is not to have a conversation, but to give each person, you know, if there's five of you, you know, two and a half minutes or so allowing for transitions and someone should be the timekeeper just to talk and to say what came up for you. And if the person speaking wants to be quiet for a little while, notice the urge to say something if you're one of the listeners and just give them that space, right? And just practice mindful listening, mindful presence, and mindful speaking and know that there's no right way to do it. It's just a practice. Um, So with that, the question, the discussion question is whatever you would like to share about what came up for you in this reflection. Why am I here? 
So um, we have a little bit of time um, to maybe hear some um, check-ins about what that experience was like for you. Um, and you can comment on sort of just uh, mostly on your own experience. I mean, don't, in terms of confidentiality, um, it's not really um, our place to share what somebody else said uh, in a different context. So just talk about what it was like for you, either the reflection or the experience of just listening and then being listened to. Um, uh, so either of those. And the way we'll do that, since there's so many of us and we don't want to miss anybody, is uh, there's a participants link at the bottom of your screen or somewhere down there where you can raise a hand. Um, so raise your hand if you'd like to comment. And I'll just call out names. Um, and again, what was the experience like for you? Or um, is that sharing something about why you're here? Okay, so um, Mary Ann, I'm going to um, try to unmute you. I don't think I can, but go ahead and unmute yourself. I am unmuted. Great. So I'm Marianne, and this breakout room was wonderful. It just made me feel part of um, seekers who are moving in the right direction. I want to cry, right? You're welcome to. It's so beautiful to be part of um, a group of people, these three other people, that, and I'm sure everybody here, that we're looking to be better at peace, part of, get a deeper practice. Um, for me, it was to get some discipline to do what I'm supposed to do because I don't always do what I even want to do. So this opportunity will put some routine into something that I will, I deeply appreciate. Thank you. Great. Thank you for sharing, Marianne. Appreciate that. And then uh, I'm just going to go in order here. I think that's how it works. Jess. And again, a reminder, you may have to unmute yourself. Yeah. Hi. I, um, I, um, I just wanted to share that I've been participating in IMC's um, happy hour, and so I'm a little familiar with the breakout group thing. And I will say that um, in, in real life retreats, when I have to turn to the person sitting next to me and talk for five minutes about whatever it is, I often um, struggle with my social anxiety. And the breakout room Zoom version, uh, it's like enough of a barrier that I really feel a lot safer and more comfortable. So I just wanted to bring that into the space. So thank you. Thank you. And your, your words made me relax. I can see the relaxation for you. So thank you for that, Jess. Yeah. Laura. Laura G. Uh, well, first, I just want to thank you both, uh, Tanya and Ori and Chris, for, uh, present, for being here and uh, sharing this with us. And I uh, really, uh, it went to my heart. Your gentleness and your words is in my heart. And you asked, Ori, why am I here? But then you said, why am I really here? 
And I really know why I'm here. And I'm going to tell you why I'm here. And uh, why I'm, well, I believe it's just us. It's my friend sometimes says it's a state of grace. And so in my, uh, along my path of recovery, I recently uh, discovered, I guess is a word that, um, you know, um, I've been taught, you know, it's an inside job and I source or higher power or God or whatever it is that we call the source. But I essentially just learned that, um, that I am, uh, that I am this source that I also, since I've been going inside and talking, you know, that I am this source and I am the Buddha and I am love. And why I'm here today is because I really appreciate how we get on and off of this path. But I believe the reason that I'm here today is because I've just discovered that my voice, my words, my being of service, my hands, everything is coming from this source. And I believe that this eightfold path is going to teach me more about, uh, about those things. And, um, and I'm just really, really appreciative of uh, being here today with you. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. And uh, Javier Cruz. Hi, thank you. Uh, thanks for the program. Uh, it was really interesting because the first question, um, why are you here? The answer was because re- retreats are not enough. Just retreats are not enough. And then why are you really here? What's got, what got me in touch, the, the reason I'm here is because I want to change my ways. Learn different ways to cause less harm, become a better person. Um, and it's it's a blessing to be able to see that, you know, to know why I'm here. Um, that's, that's all. Thank you. Great. Thank you. And uh, I haven't said this to each person, but I do wish for each person, whether you've spoken or not, that uh, your intentions come to fruition um, through your your practice. Um, uh, Roman. Uh, um, I found a lot of comfort from the breakout rooms in the commonality that a lot of folks are here because of suffering and just knowing that that's sharing what's universal as a refuge in itself. And it's one thing to sort of know that mentally and it's another thing to sort of feel that and and have a deeper understanding and it helps a lot to just hear others say it and feel, feel heard as well knowing that. And so, I appreciated that aspect of the experience. Thank you, Roman. Yeah, many of us find it 
helpful to remember that we are not alone. It's, suffering is part of what humans do, and it can be supportive to, to, to be with others exploring that. Thank you for that, Roman. Um, Gail. And remember to unmute. In, in our group, we also talked about not feeling alone, in, especially in um, response to our, our times, what's going on in our society right now, um, and the, the extra need for uh, inner wisdom, um, which we all want to renew <laughs> or and or build. Um, and I also appreciated the advice he gave to to look again. And since we had a little extra time, I, um, I came to the original, you know, I almost think of it as the original reason that I came to this path, which was when 44 years ago I had a tumor on my hearing nerve, and uh, that's why my face is this way, because the hearing nerve was right next to the facial nerve. And so they were both cut in the process of taking out the tumor, for which I'm most grateful. Uh, I wouldn't be here otherwise. Um, and, and it's just been such a learning experience, and uh, remembering it, well, it was enough of a, an event in my life that I, I knew I needed a path. I guess I didn't know before that that I really wanted a path. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that led me to um, Jack Cornfield and, the, and Stephen Levine and people who helped me to uh, integrate the idea that I could be a meditator. I didn't think I could. <laughs> I wasn't a meditator. But um, um, I'm so grateful that um, that I am, and so so that extra looking helped me to to be newly grateful for um, for uh, a tumor of all things, hmm. <laughs> and the whole experience of it, and everyone who helped me and is helping me um, by uh, being kind and. Uh, um, hmm. being Dharma buddies. I love Dharma buddies. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. And we have time for one more. Looks like there is another hand there. Randy Stafford. Hey there. Um, I so much enjoyed the sense of the group of the five of us in some sense, saying the same thing in very different ways. And this, this sense that while we might be coming from completely different places around the world and on some level saying that our goals were different from one another, one another there was a common core and a, a way in which all of us were, were looking for the same thing. And because of that, all of us supporting one another towards those goals. So I, I really was so appreciative of that, that sense of support. Great. Thank you, Randy. 
And thank you all for your comments and for your practice. Um, even if you don't choose to speak, um, your energy is felt. And I know from experience it comes through Zoom too. So thanks for contributing through your practice. And are we going to take a break now, Chris? Yeah. And that's something we'll do each uh, each each session. Well, I think it uh, looks by numbers like we're mostly back. So let's start on this. So this is a little bit of a technical talk about what, how we do this program, how we've organized it over the years, and what the parts are, and what we've learned about what can be helpful ways to engage with these different parts of the program. So basically the parts that I'll talk about are these group meetings, the readings, the weekly reflections, and the mentoring, if you signed up for that, and a little bit of, and a few other elements that come into play. So these group meetings, we've, we're having one now, so I think you see what that's about. It's, it'll be a way for us to um, give short introductions to each topic. And then there's also a recommended talk by Gil, full hour-long talk by Gil, that you can listen to if you learn from listening to talks. So it's useful to have several voices and different perspectives on what's the essence of a particular factor, just to get you started with it. And then we'll have these breakout groups that you, some of you have expressed uh, that you found them useful. Some of you prefer to step out, and that's fine. Um, I know it's true for the live programs over the years that many people say at the end that they hated the idea in the beginning of breakout groups, but in the end they decided it was the best part of the program, was meeting the people, uh, getting a chance to share in this format that is, you know, pretty meditative, that we try to keep those formats in that way. So you'll just have to see for yourself how that goes in the course of the year. And each of these sessions is being recorded not the breakout parts, but the, you know, speaking from the teacher's parts are being recorded. And I have sent out an info sheet to some of you, but not all of you. So I will resend that to everybody later today. And on there are two important web pages that you need to find and bookmark. And one is the page where we'll publish all these recordings of these sessions. And the other one is kind of the main page of the class where some of Gill's readings and talks are located from the original class back in 2012 that he gave that this is the basis of. So those two websites are there. So that's, uh, that's what these large group meetings are. They're sort of a kickoff of our study of each factor. It'll be the beginning of our work with each factor every month. Then the second aspect of the program is the readings and optionally listening to Gil's talk. So it's interesting for you to ask yourself, how do you relate to reading and input, you know, listening to talks and reading in general? How do you work with that most effectively? Why, what do you, what do you, in what way are you reading? What are you reading for? You know, sometimes we're reading for information because we really don't understand this and we want to understand it. Sometimes, I mean, I've been in the Dharma for 25 years and I still love to read Dharma books and it's more inspiration, you know, refreshment of 
a slightly different way to word something or a different point of view or just a reminder of what's important about it to me. Sometimes it's the company of the author. I enjoy the author and I like to hear what they have to say about it. So, you know, and then you can look at whether you want to read the whole thing at one gulp and get the whole big picture of what's said there or whether you, it's better to space it out over the whole month. You have a month here to keep yourself inspired and engaged with each of these factors. So I would suggest that you take the reading material and take it in small doses. You know, you might even make it a daily ritual to read a couple pages of whichever book you've chosen to read so that it keeps the inspiration and the refreshment and the new perspective going. So you can experiment with that. In terms of what we're reading, um, the most important thing is Gill's very short little two-page essays that are on that one web page. So he has a beautifully short and accessible, um, common sense-oriented summary of each path. And that we highly, highly recommend slash require that you read at least that. <laughs> okay. And then there are a couple of other books that are also recommended reading for those of you who like to read and would find that supportive. One of them is by Bhikkhu Bodhi. It's called The Noble Eightfold Path. It's a very small little book. It's very rich. It's very succinct. It's like if you had 100 pages to summarize the essence of Buddhism, this is, this is it. Um, but it's also kind of dense. It's rich like a fruitcake. And so some people find it a little hard to read. So you can, you can see how it goes with this one. The good thing about this, maybe I said, is it's available free online. And the PDF reference will be in that sheet I send you. Okay. And then the other book that we use for the course is by Bhante Gunaratana, who is a wonderful, delightful, warm-hearted teacher. Both these teachers are, are monks. So you're getting a kind of traditional monastic perspective from both of these books. But they're quite different. This one is a summary of the teachings. And this one is much more um, talkative, more examples, a little more daily life, a little more chatty. It's bigger, you know, it's just, it's an easier read, I would say. And unfortunately, it's only available commercially. So you'll have to buy this one. And... Uh, so either of these books, um, both depending on your appetite and appreciation for reading, they're both wonderful books. And one other thing to say is that Gill has actually taken the PDF files that we've been using for this course for many years and the reflections and published a book of them himself. So if you like handy little paperback books, this is called Steps to Liberation by Gil Franzdahl. You absolutely do not need to buy it because it's the same as the PDF files that are on that website for the course. But if you like books, here's a book. Okay. So Gill's talk and Gill's essays and maybe one or both of these other books are your refreshing input for the whole month to keep to uh, inform your understanding and your inspiration for the path. So really the heart of the program is these reflections that we send out weekly. And they're also summarized in Gill's, Gill has this two-page essay that I referred to, and at the end of that is the whole month's reflections. 
but we've discovered it's useful if we parse them out and mail them to you once a week so that you get an email reminder that you're even doing this once a week with the reflections for that week in the email. So, um, and of course they're also in his little book, so they're all over the place. So this is the heart of the course, is looking at your own experience and applying what, this fact, what each factor is about to your own experience, guided by these questions or any other questions that you find useful. So lots of people have ideas for how to remember this. They print it out, they paste it on their bathroom mirror, they put it in their car, they put it on their phone. Something to keep those reflections kind of in your mind through the week, the reflections for the week. Um, I just wanna say a little bit about, you know, you don't, don't take this like, this course is for you, right? We, we wanted you to reflect today on why are you doing this? So this is not like school and you have homework and whatever, look at your attitude towards school. If you love school, maybe it's like school, but if you felt burdened by school, try to keep this, try to keep in mind that, you know, you're doing this for yourself. So look through these, these reflections. It's not like you have to check, 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 do every single one of them. Maybe find a few that really resonate with you and work deeply with those would be more valuable than a sort of superficial pass on every one of them. So you can check out how, how it's skillful for you to work with these. Um, just a few things about, about wise approach to this. Um, you know, I've done this practice for 25 years and this path for nine years running and I'm still working on it. I'm still learning things from it. So this is a gradual process. This is a slow process, turning, looking at all of our conditioning and deepening our inner connection with our ideals and our aspirations and slowly getting those two to meet up and having, having the path really express itself in our actions and our words and our way of being all day. So a lot of patience and a lot of emphasis and appreciation for seeing and the power of seeing rather than the power of forcing change or expecting change to happen. You know, so kindness, gentleness, interest in, wow, look at that conditioning. Look at how I keep doing that, even though it's not what I meant to do. So that kind of attitude will really serve you during the year, is getting to know yourself, getting to know your conditioning. And, you know, you can try some new things. A lot has been learned by people taking this program by trying experimenting, trying speaking kindly to that person who's so difficult trying, you know, an act of generosity that you wouldn't have thought of doing. There are different experiments that you can run and then see what happens, you know. So having an experimental and playful attitude and really being on the lookout for self-judgment, you know. This, we're learning, we are learning organisms. And the funny thing about learning is that you can't learn if you admit that you didn't already know, you know, so you need to come from a place where you didn't know and you didn't have it right. And that's, that's the basis of learning. So that's another attitude that's really useful in this course. Um, yeah, it's really supportive to keep up your daily meditation practice. 
we don't get to the meditation oriented factors until toward the end of the program the the mindfulness and concentration but if you have a sitting practice of some sort it's invaluable to keep that going as a baseline of support for this practice so um let's see the other element that i'm sure you're all wanting to hear about is the mentoring so if you if you applied for mentoring before the start of today's program, rest assured that you have a mentor assigned. I have got it all figured out, but I haven't inked it yet because just waiting for any last minute changes that might be necessary. So what we're gonna do is I'll send out an automated email sometime early this week telling you the name of your mentor and your mentor's email. And hopefully your mentor will get in touch with you so you won't need to contact them, but you'll have their contact info if it isn't working out. And one other thing to say is that a large number of the mentors will be on a two week retreat for the second half of September that Gil is offering. So um, it may take until sometime in early October before you've contacted your mentor or got things all set up. That is plenty of time, don't worry because our right view meeting is October 11th or 13th or something like that. And then it's not until after you've worked with that for three weeks or so that you'll have your first official meeting with your mentor. So there's plenty of time for this to get worked out, but there'll be a little zone of silence the second two weeks of September where I'm not around and most of the, many of the mentors will not be around. So if you um, are just, grasping that you would like mentors and you don't know what that means you haven't heard of it or you applied to audit and now you'd like a mentor there might be a little space left we're pretty full but email the program address which is eightfoldpath at insightmeditationcenter.org email us if you want to um, be considered for a mentor after all and i'll figure that out with you okay so, Chris, I just, I'm going to send out the email address, eightfoldpath at insightmeditationcenter.org, correct? Right. right. Okay. okay. And it's also, you can just reply to this mail I'm going to send right after the program, right after today's meeting with the info sheet on it. So about these mentor meetings, um, you know, it's just talking with a friend about how it's going on the path. We are, we are all students. We're all walking the path. We've been doing it for a few years. So this is not meant to be anything scary. It's meant to be just a supportive chat with a friend who's also interested in the same thing you are, which is how does this path work and what is it like to be a human being? And, and gee, isn't this, isn't this interesting and challenging? So, um, you know, you might... It's helpful if you do some of the reflections, if you make some notes, you know, you might want to share anything you noticed about yourself, anything you learned. You might want to share what's difficult, what you're running into and discovering. If you have questions and things you really don't understand, it could be great to bring that up. If there's something about the way the teachings are landing with you that you doubt that this makes any sense or that this isn't for you, that would be very fruitful to talk about. Maybe you know, there's a lot of ways of taking these teachings just from reading that can land oddly, and there are plenty of other ways to look at it. So, um, 
And of course, we're not therapists and we're not advice givers for your daily life. So some of us are therapists, but we weren't wearing that hat during this during these meetings. And we're not advice givers. So come, you know, it's a Dharma discussion. We'll try to keep relating back what's happening in your life to the path, to some relationship that it has to the path. And finally, I just like to say that we know that life happens and people get busy. And if you have not had a chance to do the greatest preparation you would like to do, please come anyway. It's an hour of talking about the Dharma. So, you know, I'd like to encourage you all to take the reflection seriously and do the work, but show up and have a talk. You know, it's much better than feeling like you need, you can't come if you aren't hundred percent prepared somehow. We, we can work with that. We can just go over the questions together and talk about what it, what it might mean. You know, it can be a, a useful way to spend the hour. So as a minimal engagement with the program, read Gil's essay, try to do some of the reflections, try to come to this meeting or listen to the recording, um, and meet with your mentor if you have one, okay? And if you can't come, please respect the mentor's time and try to let them know, you know, try to be in touch because we all, we want to meet with you. And if you just don't show up, then we're wondering what, what happened. So you know, try to try to uh, keep that relationship being an expression of your good intentions on the path. So I think that's enough for now. We might, there's a few other elements. We might try to organize some buddies if you want to talk to each other in between time, but we'll introduce that later in the program. And then there's a day-long retreat at the end. So we'll, we'll say, we've got a whole year to say more about that. So I think I'll stop there. Chris? Randy has had his hand up for a bit. Um, okay. If you want to take that question. Yes, please. No, I'm sorry. That was left up from before. I don't okay. see how to unraise it. And I think that uh, Uri did not unraise it for me. Okay. Thanks. So do Tanya and Uri have anything you would like to add about how to engage with this program? Um. How to engage? Well, I'm, I've been reading the chats, and there was a question about what do the mentors do? And so, you know, Chris, you said, yeah, we're, we're, we're friends. We're people walking the path. You know, we can talk about things with you. And just, one, we can listen. Two, we can share personal experience. Three, we might be able to point you toward other resources or teachers that maybe share path information in a different way. So those are you know, three things that I can think of. And also, if you show up, you're supporting our practice. So that's, that's what I'd say we do in a nutshell. All right. And Uri. I guess, yeah, I guess the only thing that I'll add, um, I lost my train of thought. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, is that um, there's something about really you know doing the reflections and engaging you know in 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 a really intentional way with the material and there's also life as chris alluded to in in different words you know it gets in the way and you can't always do it and there's also something very powerful about attention attention so even if you think you're not doing much i've had students over the years in this program who you know, life circumstances came about and they weren't able to do all the engagement, but the value is tremendous. 
Because just by keeping in your mind certain things, they begin to take root, you know, even if you don't feel like you're hammering them in, so to speak. So don't underestimate the value of just being as present as you can be with whatever you can be present for. Um, and, and, and that there can be great benefit in just sort of uh, being around these ideas and engaging with them in whatever way works for you. As Chris said, you know, definitely show up even if you weren't able to engage. Um, um, I think that was it. You want me to transition right to the breakouts there on that, on that note then, Chris? Yeah. Um, so that being said, it is really useful to engage in the reflections and maybe it doesn't mean, you know, taking an hour a day and sitting in a room silently and asking yourself a question over and over again. Maybe it's much more fluid. Maybe it's, um, having them written down and, 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 and reading them before you take a walk or, you know, before you drive, if you drive somewhere on a regular basis, there's all sorts of ways to engage. Um, but it is really useful to engage with the reflections. And so the question for this, our second breakout session today is what might help you or support you to remember to engage with the reflections throughout the month, right? And, and, and this is actually a case where you're not supposed to be giving advice, but you might learn something from somebody else's thoughts about what might be helpful, you know? Um, so ponder that for a moment. Um, and let's just kind of go into a reflection mode right now. Think about who we are, how we like to engage with materials, how the idea of a reflection, reading three or four different reflections on a topic how that might settle in you. And if you were to be a friend of yours who knows you really well and says, hey, here's some ideas for, you know, without feeling like you're forcing it or stressing yourself out, here's some ideas to playfully engage with these reflections in a regular way. What comes to mind? Some people find it even easier to think of, oh, would you tell a friend? A friend tells you, I'm taking this class. We're supposed to go over these reflections. What do I do? And so you're not, you're not attached to whether, you know, whether they do it or not. So you can just brainstorm freely. What would you tell them? What, what ideas come to mind? Well, here's some ideas, you know, to ponder these reflections in a, in a way that seems doable, maybe playful or light and at the same time sincere. Can I add to? Please. Yeah. So um, how can you bring them into your daily life? How can you help yourself engage with these reflections when you're going about your daily life? How do you remember to do that? Yeah, that's beautiful, Tanya. That reminds me of another point I wanted to make, which is it's not about getting an answer, right? The path unfolds by just engaging with the question. So we're not saying, go figure this out each month, answer these reflections and come back. It's more like, just engage with them. You know, like when you form a friendship, you don't say, okay, we're going to spend an hour bonding, ready, go. It happens just over the course of time. There's something organic about it. We spend time together, you know, it happens over time. And the same is true for the friendship we have with the Dharma. Um, we have different levels of, of, of uh effort needed, but some of it is really just a matter of spending time with it, 
Laura, I see a hand there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I appreciate what you're saying about um, engaging with it. Can you give us a, a short example of a reflection? Chris, do you have any of them handy? Um, well, next great question. Next yeah. month, yeah, next month we're taking up right view. So a couple of the questions are just noticing some of what are your views, you know, and what are your relationship to views. And it might be questions like uh, noticing, I don't know, things about your speech habits. When when do you speak in ways that you regret? You know, things like that. Just really, really practical things about how these um, how these factors are playing in your life, and when you can notice how they're to help you notice how they're working in your life. Does that give you enough of an idea? Great. Chris, I wonder, are we ready for the small groups? Yeah. We are. Um, let me just say one more thing. The last time we had this um, format where each person would speak, kind of a monologue. I don't know how you did it, but that was our idea. This time the idea is that each person puts in an idea and you just kind of circle around and around and around. So put in one idea for how you might remember to work with it and then let the next person speak. And somebody, what somebody else says might spark a new idea for you. So... It's more of a uh, circling on short contributions, okay? Well, welcome back. The first thing I want to just sort of do is um, ask, you know, how was that, doing the small groups? Um, Was there anything particularly meaningful or helpful that you would like to share? And we'll just, let's start with just a few pieces of feedback or questions about the breakout group, and then we'll move into more general open Q&A um, as we kind of wrap up. So, so Lindsay. The, yeah, please use the raising hand feature. Looks like Lindsay's got a hand raised. Yes. I um, our, our was a tiny group. There were three of us, but I felt so supported by the other two women um, and about, you know, how stressful this time is and how we're looking for ways to connect with like-minded people. And when you asked the question about what we could do, the, what popped into my head was we could maybe put it to a song, you know, put some of the things to song so I could sing them, sing them to myself with, you know, old-fashioned uh, song tunes. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> or the other possibility was to doodle. I've been doodling, and so to doodle, to write it out and doodle, just something to make it a little more, I don't know, engaged. Great. Yeah. Francis. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it was a great experience. Uh, I, I had my own idea, which is adding it to one of my daily routines at the beginning or the end, so it will always pop up. But then someone said that he prefers the morning because it gets more energized. And I thought, okay, my morning is too full, but I can move something in the morning to the afternoon and, and make space in the morning. And then someone says, taking notes. Oh, taking notes, yes. I should do that because I want to get this learning working for the rest of my life. And then somebody said, and it's important to try this with my family in every interaction because we are not going to work or house, so we can try with the people. So I ended up with 
that mix, I will start in the morning and I will read the thing, work through the day. And at the end of the day, I'm going to put it on my scrapbook, which I love. <laughs> so that's what came for me from everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Francis. And I loved how you described that because I felt like I got to be part of the group. <laughs> so, and how wonderful that is. And it just this, this give and take, right? We're just, it's such a beautiful thing. So thank you. Yeah. Who do we have next, Dory? Um, that's all we have right now. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anybody. No, just go down to the um, participant section to raise your hand if you'd like to make a comment. Barry just shared that Vante um, does a daily Zoom meditation and talk. Wow. Vante G? Yeah, Vante G. Vante right. Gunaratana, the author of one of our books, Vante G. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a thing going online, so that would be good to check out. And she, Meg. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. It's, she just included the link for that right. nice. for people. Yeah. And Meg has a hand raised. Hi, yeah, so our group had some great ideas, a lot of similar ideas. Um, one that came up a theme was also to link it to a daily routine. So we discussed um, standing in front of the mirror and brushing your teeth. <laughs> um, so the reflection in the morning, and perhaps if you forgot to in the morning, you have another opportunity at night. Um, another thing that we discussed was, uh, and that was more of an internal sense, you know, you're really engaged with yourself. Uh, another way was to go for a walk and people, um, you know, shared that often they're on a literal path during that time and they're engaging with the external world. So we're interested in the reflections between the internal sense and then, um, you know, engaging with the path in the external way. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, and we also discussed, um, you know, an accountability partner, but in a very, you know, um, comforting way. So I shared that I have a friend that I'll call in the evening sometimes or text and say, hey, I'm about to sit and send them a guided meditation and we'll, you know, practice together. Um, so we shared, you know, maybe doing that with a buddy um, in this context as well. Um, so I think that's pretty much what we covered. Thank you, Meg. Nice to see you here. So are there other, I mean, that's it with the raised hands, it looks like. So I'll just open it up and see if there's other, you know, questions people have about any part of what we've covered here today. Uh, any other feedback? Yeah, and, is any, and is anybody unclear how to raise their hand? I want to make sure that's not a... Hmm. So raise your hand visually if you don't know how to raise your hand digitally and you'd like to know how, and I'm going to scan just making sure people know. Okay, Christine. And Christine, you're on a phone, it looks like, right? I'm um, you're a, muted. Charlotte yeah. also. I'm on a phone. That's yeah. Why so vision if, keeps moving around. So um, I'm not familiar with how to do it on the phone. Chris, are you or, or No, so you know, if you can't figure it out, it's also okay to just unmute yourself and see if you can get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Try totally. Thank Sometimes you. it requires scrolling from side to side and looking for the participants button, like have, swiping. Oh, it's participants button. Yeah, I have, I'll try. Yes, I. I found. It. Thank you. Great. Thank you. I have a question. Yeah. 
So I'm Jackie, and my question is, um, are we going to have, is somebody going to teach us about the, um, what is it called, the right view, or we just read yeah. about it? Uh, no, we're going to teach, that's next month's topic. Today oh. was just to, in, just to go over the whole way the program is going to work. So this was kind of an orientation to the program. And okay. then um, next month, the whole, th uh, the whole session will be on right view. And that, you did remind me, I forgot to say, and it's in this info sheet that I'll send you, on the page, on the web page that has Gil's writings, he has two little short things on the introductory, introduction to the path and introduction to the program. So you could read those during this month sometime. And you could also read the introductory chapters to either of those books. You know, so just overviews of the whole path this month, and then we'll dig into right view in um, mid-October. Okay, and um, can we read about right view as well? You can read ahead if that's what you want to do, sure. <laughs> um, there's a, those books each have a chapter on each of the path factors. So if you want to read right view, you're welcome to, but that'll be the assignment during October. Okay. Yeah. So that was one of the questions that came out of our breakout group. Were, were we going to get the reflections for right view between now and October or not until October? Not until October, although they're all online. There's nothing secret about this class. So everything is online and you can, you can read the whole class if you go about things that way right now. But we suggest that you space it out over the year. So, um, yeah, the reflections will come out. We introduce each topic, like starting in October, we'll introduce right view. And then for the next four weeks, you'll get reflections on right view. And then sometime for the end of that month, you'll meet with your mentor if you have a mentor. So we won't get them all at once at the beginning of the month. You won't. Okay. okay. Although they're all available on that webpage if you want to look ahead. <laughs> Um, okay. So a couple other people with questions. I also saw Shelly raise her hand, so I'll come to you, Shelly, but a few other people raise their hand first. Um, Jacqueline. I already talked. All right, you did. Uh, Nancy. <laughs> I want to um, say how great it is to hear new teachers teaching. I tend to get into a rut with the same teachers just because I love them, and I don't – I'm not – usually open to new people, but I have found I've been missing out <laughs> on some good stuff. So I just wanted to say thank you. And uh, I love the breakout rooms because uh, I know we're done talking about that, but uh, I feel more a part of when, when I get to talk to people. So thank you. Javier. Yes, the question I got is for the buddy uh, idea. Do we got a, a website or is it a way that I can get with maybe some other students in this course that would like to get together in our own time to discuss right view? Yeah, we have to figure topic? that out. We have tried to do that every year a slightly different way, and it's always got its difficulties, and it works and sort of, and this is the first year on Zoom, so 
give us a while to think about that. And we will try to organize a way for people to connect with each other. If you'd like to do that. Chris, did you ever hear how it worked last year when people set up the, um, what was that? The other way of connecting? Uh, No, I didn't. I mean, check with her. There was a social, social media site that somebody set up, but we didn't have the time for us to monitor that or be involved in that. And I'm not really sure what happened with that. Yeah. Okay. And Javier, oftentimes in classes um, that I've been involved in, like this one, it, it works best to wait a little bit before we do this, the, the smaller group or the buddy system. Um, uh, so just know that Chris is going to look into exactly how to do it this time, but it may not happen right away. Yeah, and even if you, you guys, I know you guys got a lot of play. All I'm putting is extending the invitation for some of the other students who would like to the, the classes start. That we can get together in our own time, set up in our own time. You guys wouldn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're willing, I'm willing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll f- we, that's a good idea. We will figure out some way to have it be self-organizing. We can't do it, but mm-hmm. just have to think through the technology, and I can't think about that right now. Mm-hmm. Haven't got it figured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Shelly, did you have a hand raised before? Yes, thank you. And first of all, thank <laughs> you. This is beyond anything I ever hoped for, so I'm just so grateful. And my question was, I know you said the recording will be available. Would the chat be available? Because I'm a lot of people are posting websites and information, and I it's hard to keep up with that. So how does that work? Yeah, you. I think everybody can do this. If you, I think, if you click on chat and you see dot, dot, dot down in the corner of the chat, there's a way to save the chat. Do you oh. see that or is that because I'm a host? I don't see I that. see it, but I'm not a host anymore. So it's there. If you open up the chat menu right next to I where you it. would type are three dots. If you click on those three dots, oh. the option to save chat comes up. And where does that go? Uh, go somewhere under Zoom on your computer. Wow. It's okay. saved to your own computer somewhere, but good question where. But thank I think you you'll so find much. the Zoom directory somewhere. Oh, thank you. Christine Taylor. Thank you. I just, just wanted to give you my appreciation for everything that I – I heard today, and especially when Tanya said, um, I haven't found a better way to be with myself and others. I thought that was, that was just what I felt in my lifetime. I haven't felt a better way. And um, even though I resist Zoom and get sick of it like everybody else, uh, I always have, I, this is amazing, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. De- Della. I was trying to type it out. I type slow. Going back to the buddy system, you guys are already doing so much, IMC. And I've thought about there's other groups I belong to that aren't Buddhist groups. And this need for connection is really moving beyond groups to we want to talk to somebody one-on-one. 
And besides Skype, Google has uh, a video thing. It's free. Uh, so does even Facebook if you're on Facebook. So there are ways that there could be communication without somebody setting up a Zoom or a Zoom room or anything. I guess it would just be a matter of emailing or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there that I like a buddy system, but I wouldn't yeah. want any more extra stuff. So anyway, I'm not going to finish my typing. No, that's great. Ella. And, and so what we've done in the past is everybody, at a certain point we say, if you're interested in a buddy or a small group, right, let us know. And then we'll just go ahead and match people. We send an email out and then you're on your own. So you'll communicate and you'll figure that out. So yes, we definitely uh, will help make the connection and then leave you to decide how to do it. Is that correct, Chris? Yeah. You know, and if you have some brilliant idea about this, email me at the course address, the full path address, you know, and, and let me know and we'll talk among ourselves and figure out how we're going to do this in the next month or two. Francis, do you still have a question or comment? And you may need to unmute. Yeah, I've asked Francis to unmute. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say that when you save the chat, it goes to my documents, Zoom, and a directory with the date. Nice. That's where the chat gets stored. Thank you. Somebody just, uh, oh, Karen. there is plenty of Eightfold Path talks on Audio Dharma. So, you know, you can search if you want to hear more talks, more talks from Gil, more talks from Andrea, more talks from anybody. There are a gazillion Eightfold Path talks and all the recordings of this program for the last nine years. So, you know, <laughs> but just a reminder that you, you are the main book. Yes. <laughs> own experience is the yes. textbook for this course. So please give that a lot of priority over just reading and listening to what everybody else has to say. So we are at time. And what I would like to say is um, that we should officially end so the people who need to go can freely sign off. I will stick around and I can answer questions if people have more questions. And I haven't read all the chats and I'll try and read through the chat messages but obviously, if you sign off and I don't respond to your chat before you sign off, I, I, you know, that'll be a little tricky. But um, please, you know, thank you so much for being here today, for being so engaged, so interested, wanting to connect with each other, for sharing your experiences. This is so awesome. So let's all unmute. Um, <laughs> And, you know, let's, let's, you know, you might want to put yourself on, instead of speaker view, which I cannot seem to find my thing to change my view, but you might want to put it on gallery view. Where is it? I can't get to it. It's underneath the chat window. No, I know my, my, everything's different right now. Hit your escape button. Hit your escape button. Oh, thank you, Uri. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Big 
hug like together or waves or cheers, whatever. Thank you. 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 Thank you.